guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's What Women Binge. We have a very special guest today, a guest in the studio. Yay! This is our friend Anna Redman, everybody. Welcome her. Yay. So, Anna, we have a very special, well, there's a bunch of special things this week. Um, I just want to mention it's Holy Week for those that celebrate. And uh, we had Palm Sunday, and now there'll be Maundy Thursday and Good Friday, and of course, Easter. Um, and with that in mind, we wanted to talk about a movie that's out right now that our friend Anna worked on, which we're so proud of, which is Jesus Revolution. Yeah. So that's what we really want to get to later on. But um, first, we have to talk about like our friendship and all the projects that you've worked on. Yeah. So why don't you give everyone a little intro? Why don't you run through your resume for us? Oh, gosh. My whole resume? (laughs) Uh, Highlights. Highlights. Top 10. Well, I think um, most notable would be a lot of the the faith-based movies that are the family movies, like I Can Only Imagine, War Room, um, uh, American Underdog, um, and Jesus Revolution. Mm-hmm. And then we met because I worked on two of yours. Yeah. Uh, the first one was Christmas in Tune. You were a producer on that one. Yes, we met Reba. On that one. That's the one we did with Reba and our yeah. friend Candace King. Yeah. And the reason I said yes to that one was because of our friend Patty. Oh, yes. Yes. She, uh, I. That's Patricia Heaton yeah, to everybody Patricia at home. <laughs> yeah. I had done you've a, heard the yeah. story of. of my friend Patty's coming Patty, to dinner. Patty, oh, cool, cool. Yes. I met Patty on uh, a movie called Mom's Night Out. Yes. Which would have been... Wait, were you, did you design that mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. Okay, okay. And yeah. to clarify, Anna is a costume designer. Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and so anyway, so your mom, I think somebody reached out to me yep. about Christmas in Tune. Yeah. And so I immediately called Patty and I was like... What do you think about Melissa? <laughs> and Patty and I had just become fast friends. Yeah. Like very fast. Because you just moved to Nashville. Yeah. And she Not, DM'd yeah. me and was like, hey, I'm moving to yeah. Nashville too. And so we were like, yeah. let's get together and yeah. cut to us doing Pure Bar on Fridays. And I love her. Yeah. So, yeah. So she was like, no, you absolutely must do it. So I said yes to Christmas in Tune. We met when you were a producer on that. Yeah. And then. I you asked you to come on board Santa Boot Camp. Bamboo- no, I got bamboozled into mistletoe in Montana. Oh, that's <laughs> right. We did mistletoe. In- oh my gosh, I totally even forgot about that one. Bamboozled. That's like a. That's a yeah, we had to go to Montana and yeah. shoot a movie, um, and that was not. We've talked about that before on here, but we can talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about cowboy exploration yeah. in Montana. Yeah. That we uh, yeah. Santa a winter time, winter time Montana, yeah. which we shot in this blazing hot summer. But, um, all right, where should we start? Where should we jump in? What do you think, Amanda? What's uh... Well, I think we have to talk about mistletoe in Montana. <laughs> because that's how <laughs> I really met know? Anna, was fresh off of oh. mistletoe. And both Still of you twitching were, afterwards. <laughs> it was a bit traumatizing. And you invited Anna to coffee one morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And y'all both just spilled your guts. And it was a really fun it was time. Very cathartic. Yeah. Yes. We, um, yeah, I haven't really let people at home know exactly how difficult Mississippi Montana was. Um, I have said that there were struggles. And I think I've talked about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. not necessarily to the extent. But, um, but it's funny because you were living here in Nashville and then I had just moved to Nashville, made a few friends and like connected everyone. And now we have our, 
we have our um, wellies, we call ourselves, like this wellness group of ladies that get together every Wednesday. It's the Women's Wellness Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, and so we have a group of like six of us. And now, I mean, we've done, I mean, we not only get together for coffee about two hours every Wednesday, we have traveled to New York City on a girl's birthday trip. And we've done so many fun, amazing things. And now it's like this tight-knit group of women and our kids go to school together. And there's just this, and then also mm-hmm. you and I with Patty have yeah. like this close friendship and um, and so it's, I mean, just so people at home know, like, how close this friendship is, that <laughs> yeah. there is a little, like, you're meeting a quite, BFF quite here. Connected. Yeah. This is yeah. another, like, we've had Hillary on, we've had Brooke on, we've had Wendy, um, Wendy on for when she did Harry Potter. We just haven't had Martha Ann on. Yeah. We need to get Martha Ann. We got to get Martha Ann on. But well, that's our group. And interesting um, about that is that even though I've done a lot of feature films, I mean, for the last over 15 years now, I've been working in feature films. Um I don't tend to really become friends with the actors. <laughs> and I think I said this to you. It's not that I don't like them. It's you just, just see them naked a, a lot. <laughs> so it's a weird dynamic. It's even it's a weird a dynamic. Um, it's very strange. Also, you have to be the bad guy a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's just, it's, it's an interesting relationship, honestly. Um, it's, it, it, it's interesting, but, I, <laughs> but, I, but, and I love my job. I think my job, I, I really love what I do. I love the craft of what I do. So that's really what I get most out of the job. So the relationships are sort of the icing. Secondary. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I don't tend to become, I don't tend to have deep friendships with other actors, mainly because I think our lifestyles, yeah. we're always on the go and with different groups of people, but it's a traveling circuit. It is. I was and we're a bunch of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Garnies. Yeah. Um, but, um, Patty is one that has stuck, yeah. you know, that friendship stuck and it was real. And it was one of those moments on set where it was after, you know, she had wrapped and I had wrapped and we were just, you know, sitting out talking and connected on a heart level. So that was uh, the one of the friendships that has lasted the longest. But then one of the things that I have told you before that um, was really special because I didn't see this side of you on Christmas in Tune but then on Mistletoe in Montana, the way things went, I had planned on bringing my whole family, but um, but it didn't work out that way. And so what I did was I flew my oldest, Ireville, out to be with me. And um, I try to stay connected to my children as much as possible when we're away. But one of the things that struck me about you that just stuck with me was that every time you would rap, a lot of times when you would rap... Um, I would still have work to be done, and Arabelle was with me. You would you would come to me and go, "Can I take her back to the hotel with me? Can I get her fed? Can I take her swimming?" And I was like, what? "She'd be swimming. You want to hang be out with my book. kid?" She was so cute. She would it ask me crazy. so many questions about. I was so impressed with her because she, she was she wanted to know all about my kids and like not just like superficial stuff wasn't enough. No. She was like, "So now tell me about Brady," <laughs> and that was the one that I was like, "Okay, well Brady." I find Brady easy to describe in a way because I'm like, oh, well, he likes the color purple and he loves hippos. She's like, but tell me about his personality. You know, like she wanted more. She's like, is he kind of shy? Is he? I'm like, well, he is. Huh. I hadn't thought of that. Like I had to like dig through. Like it was a little bit like um, being in therapy and someone saying, no, tell me the real you. You know, and I'm like, she's definitely my kid. Yeah, totally. Anna for 10 minutes. I'm not a surface conversation kind of person. It's very difficult for me. By the end of this episode, we're all going to be in all of our listeners are going to be spiritually connected to Anna. (laughs) You can't help it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. hard for me. The not. first, oh, we we laugh because at any dinner, if yeah. you're sitting next to Anna, 
you're going to go deep. There will be tears. <laughs> there will be great laughs. There will be laughing tears. And it is just, it's a wild ride. It is. It is. Wait, so let's talk about, so, okay, Mistletoe, Montana. Mm. We were in the middle of Montana shooting this movie on horseback, and you are very, so talk about your, like, experience with horses. Oh, yeah. So I grew up um, in a tiny town in Alabama. Um, tiny, tiny. I'm, I'm very attracted to Alabama people, apparently. My husband and these two. You have a type. When, yeah. Uh, you don't know that I'm You're from also a- all like six foot, so. <laughs> we, we grow, grow we big. Grow tall. <laughs> um, but I grew up barrel racing horses in a tiny town in Alabama. So, yeah. So that was one of the things that your mom used to convince me to go to yeah. Montana horses, was the horses. And I was like, oh, Which was like was more fun. of a pain in the ass that I oh loved. I loved every oh minute that. I, yeah. I've told the audience before, I've never fallen in love so hard with a co-star <laughs> as I did with my horse. Like, <laughs> I wanted to bring dirty. Maverick home. He was, yeah, he was big and sweaty and grunts a lot. But, he was great, oh, though. I rode him a couple times. He was such a good he horse. Good. He was a good horse. I don't know horses that well, but that was, like, magical. Was it was like, it was like my unicorn. <laughs> I swear, as a little girl, it's all I ever wanted. And I finally, like, mm. and I wanted to bring him home with me, but he got too expensive. They kept raising the price on him. <laughs> I love horses. We, we, you know, we just bought a bunch of land so yeah. that we could have horses. Because I think, I think, you know, for me... It was probably the most formative experience for me as a woman um, because I think it gave me a fearlessness on the inside that I don't know how I would have actually been able to get any other way. Mm. I think, without a doubt, I can conquer the world. I don't think there's anything I can't do. And I think it's because I just could could ride a horse that could kill me, you know? And it was like there was something about that. I I started riding when I was really young. So it, it was very So this vomiting. is the second time you've said something that reminds me of myself, but in the complete opposite way. <laughs> because you just said that, and I was like, yeah, that's me in New York City. Like, like oh, being yeah. raised in New York City and, like, walking, taking the subway to school or walking the streets in the, like, early morning or late at night, walking my dog around the block or something. Like, I feel like I learned that fearlessness. But you also have said that you think you have a really amazing immune system because you walked around barefoot on a <laughs> yeah. farm. And I said, well, I think mine's from holding subway poles. <laughs> licking, <laughs> licking, licking the licking subway pole. Like, you know, you hold a subway pole, then you go get your nuts on the street. You, oh. the, the, the smoked nut. And you're like licking your fingers or eating a pretzel. And you're basically yeah. like, you touch that subway pole and you touch yeah. your food. And like, yeah. you're basically licking a subway pole. So you I always say that's where my armpits have been on that pole. Gross. Oh. 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 Now, see, here's the thing about, good thing about being small. I can grab on down low. It's just like little sticks kids it's yeah. not like gross adults yeah. i always joke that i would <laughs> are people's feet ew. ew who's putting their foot on a subway pole there's a lot of questionable people on subways it's true <laughs> but they're not That's really abortionists ew well, you don't know they could be they could, they could be. be they could be <laughs> fun fact melissa had to call the brain and ask permission to take me on a subway yeah what yeah, when we were in New York. When we were in New York, I do remember this. We were not allowed to take so certain funny. people on subways, and I was like, "Guys, we gotta go on the subway." So I called, I called the brain, and was like, "Hey, I swear I'll keep her safe." <laughs> Can you? It's like if it wasn't her, I was nec- or you, I was necessarily worried about. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. There were a few others. That- yeah, there were a few <laughs> ladies that had never been in New York, and we were worried. That- and we were like, "It's going to be obvious they've never been on a subway." Some before. thick accents getting out there, and <laughs> some of us are more touchy feely than others. Oh. <laughs> Hugging everybody and bless your heart. <laughs> we were we were worried riding the subway. We draw a lot of attention, attract, attraction, attention. Yes, yeah. attraction. And Somewhere attention. there's a video of you. Oh, 
doing bar gymnastics. Like that's called foot tag. We talked about this with Emily, <laughs> my sister, when she was on. Because you're midair in the picture. Little, yeah, yeah. There is there one. But back to back to Montana. Yeah. So we had like one trainer and nine horses. Yeah. So you became a trainer. My son Tucker became a trainer. Everyone kind of became someone that had to handle a horse to try yeah. to help when they got a little wild and wanted to yeah. run after. Well, them. and your co-star was. Really, Dwayne, we love. He's such a love, but he was. And you know what? That's when I realized that horses really like they feel you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I understood. All of a sudden, everyone talking about it, like equestrian therapy and all this stuff. I didn't. I was like, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. But then after that experience, with I was able to remain calm mainly because Maverick was such a good horse, and because Tucker on his horse, he would he was riding this horse called Cherokee that was also Dwayne's horse, but. Tucker could control Cherokee in a way that Dwayne couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's because his energy. Tucker's on his back, like trotting, laughing. Yeah. Dwayne's holding on tight with the reins totally crooked and like pulling on one side. And Afraid. Let, yeah. And and the horse, and he was leaning way back and like, and the horse felt every bit of that. Whereas Tucker was just fly, like, he took, Cherokee took care of Tucker, but Cherokee wanted Dwayne off his back. Yeah. Which was great for the movie. Yeah. Because it's exactly what he was supposed to be a city slicker that couldn't yeah. stay on the horse. But, but that was real. <laughs> it was real. It was real. Yeah. Um, the method. And then yeah. let's talk about the sweat. So when you have to dress people like myself oh, who want to wear Spanx, but also have to wear cowboy boots, chaps. I had hair pieces in, suede hats, neckties. Yes. Suede coats, fringe. And it is like 105 degrees. Uh, it was about 105, right? There it was, was like a heat wave. It was the time. There was the most fires in the United States were in mm-hmm. Montana at the time. We were surrounded by smoke. I mean, I was dripping sweat and all we had was one little tiny trailer for only one week out of the three where we got to go in and Dwayne and I would kind of like undress and stand on separate sides and just like stand in the air conditioning and be like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. And your hair was always down. Oh, yes. It was stuck to my neck. And there were flies everywhere and there were flowers. We had to have the whole crew go pick flowers out of a field so it wouldn't look like spring. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not ideal for, you know, what we wanted that to be was Wyoming in, um, in, January, covered in mm-hmm. snow with sleighs and all that, you know, and instead we're like in big flowering fields in flannels, just dripping sweat, trying, you know, having to get padded down in between every take. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that as a costume designer? Do you have to have like four of everything? Um, well, so you they don't sweat really through it. Right. We, you, the movie couldn't afford. Yeah, to, but. that was the hard part is like it really you, you do try to have multiples, but if you can't afford it, then you just a try to laundry. keep them, yeah. And we had we had to a, keep them as cool as possible. What do we have? Like ice packs in mm-hmm. our backs. We well, had those little cooling uh, handkerchiefs, you know. That oh yeah, were, yeah. We had those. They have like a little uh, eucalyptus on them or something, so mm-hmm. it keeps you cool. You put them on the back mm-hmm. of your neck, or you can stick it down in the back of your pants, and it like cools you off yeah. a little bit. I mean, a little bit. I tried to keep you less layered. Yeah. Then we did cut some things out. I want to mm-hmm. say like we cut a shirt sleeves up. Mm-hmm. We did something where it was like mm-hmm. less layer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hard, too, because, like, you're in cowboy boots, so you want to wear the proper socks so you don't get sores. Yeah. yeah. But that was the one thing. Like, in between scenes, I couldn't rip off my jeans and belts and mm-hmm. flannels and stuff, so I would rip my shoes off and just walk around barefoot a little yeah. bit just to try to get some air up some way in my outfit. <laughs> yeah. It was it was hot. It was rough. And we had we had other situations. We had to flee in the middle of the night. We had to flee from the ranch we were shooting on because we found out that the rancher was, like, a dangerous sort of gentleman who apparently used to run a girls' camp there, and that's why the camp was empty. 
and we could all go in there and we all lived on the camp and we were shooting on the camp. We were supposed to be there the whole three weeks. It was supposed to be magical, right? We're on this camp. We didn't have Wi-Fi. We had no cell phone service. Oh my gosh. And so we found out, like, we shot Monday through Saturday. Oh, first of all, our DP goes down with COVID the first day. Oh no, my gosh. Our DP went down with COVID before we started. DP so we means fly. Direct, oh, director, director of photography, yeah. our cinematographer, the guy who basically operates the camera and, you know, designs the lighting. He went down two days before, so they would fly someone and we didn't know. My friend is directing it, Kelly Martin, who we have to have on here someday, but she um, was she hadn't really left lockdown with COVID right. and everything, and Montana was very loosey-goosey about it. California wasn't, so my California friends that came in, like my makeup artist and um, and and uh, Kelly, were you know not used to being around people that weren't wanting to wear their masks. And so there was, it was that so hot. Too. It was that battle. Yeah, there was like the whole COVID thing going on and how people the different levels of comfort. People came from Tennessee, Nevada, California, mm-hmm. and Montana. And those were all very different in how they comfortable they were with masks and protocol and all that at the time. And, you know, we're in the middle of the mountains, we're on this ranch. We felt like we were in sort of a bubble, but then we had to leave that bubble because we found out that the rancher was dangerous like, to be around. Like overnight. <laughs> overnight. We like we were like, hey, guys, um, it's 9 a.m. We need to have this literal like caravan on the road by 7 p.m. Yeah. So let's finish this day shooting. Meanwhile, get the rest of your crew to pack up your crap mm-hmm. and like throw it in a van and let's head out of here. We didn't know where we were going. Yeah. This has never happened to me on a shoot before. <laughs> and we had about like we had about 15 to 16 racks of clothes in we a schoolhouse nearby. In a schoolhouse down the street. Yeah. It we had to even... pack that up. And, it and was I mean, we did not wild. have enough hands. All these yeah. movies are always very low budget. You can talk to that too. But, well, we can talk about that with C. You want to talk about Santa Boot Camp? Yeah. So we did Santa Boot Camp. Well, we did Christmas in Tune, which was magnificent and amazing. Yeah. And you worked yeah. with Reba and Candace and so many wonderful actors on that and it's had fun. a whole military side of the thing, mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. But then when we did Santa Boot Camp, that was super special. And, yeah. You're now, we are submitting you for a, um, an Emmy for your work on Santa Boot Camp. So deserved. So excited. Um, hopefully we you get the nomination and you get up there and I can be your date. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> and me too. Yeah, and Amanda too. We all have yeah. to go. Because I want to wear a fancy dress. All the wellies. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so on Santa Boot Camp, mm-hmm. which we filmed in, again, the dead of summer yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Tell us about, tell us about, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, uh, interestingly enough, I actually have never done Christmas movies until I met you. <laughs> so it, I bring that out in people. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I had never done them. And so um, it wasn't really like I, I did it. I did Christmas in tune because of my relationship in the country world. Cause I've been a stylist in the music industry for about 25 years. So, so um, it was a very comfortable place cause it was a music themed mm-hmm. uh, country music themed um uh, Christmas movie, so that felt comfortable. Um, then Mistletoe in Montana, the ranch okay. side of things, that felt comfortable. Well, then when Santa Boot Camp comes around, um, you told me Rita Moreno was booked, and I went, "Yes, please!" Yeah. And I could make her, <laughs> and I could make her Mrs. Claus, and that was like the inspiration. Just, it, honestly, that's all I needed. The pictures you pulled out, the things oh my you gosh, showed me, and I was sent so me, excited. The ins- like the, all that inspiration stuff was so fun. We like sat and dug into it you me the mm-hmm. director of photography and basically much of the same crew from mistletoe montana mm-hmm. and christmas in tune mm-hmm. a lot of the same people um coming around just a new cast mm-hmm. and um and just i mean i just remember telling you or or like saying what do you think about like blue like i want to do christmas blues yeah. but they'll never the network would never let us everything has to be red and green red and green red and green and i was like 
we have to try to get some blue in here. Well, and I think it helps that we did those amazing sketches because one of the beautiful things is that I have worked really hard to build a really great, strong team in Nashville that are local to me in Nashville so that when we do get to work in Nashville, they're all here at my disposal. And so Malia Honeycutt was my ACD on that one, and she's been my ACD for the last uh, year or so. And she is phenomenal. She was actually with Calvin Klein in New York for years. Oh. And so she's, she, well, you've seen her illustrations. They're beautiful. She's like, I'm, I'm an illustrator to like the basic level just to communicate what I need. But when she does an illustration, it's just gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And so she's done She did the illustrations for those. And I think that's what you submitted to the network. And so yeah. it was, they were so beautiful. I had to try to convince. I mean, it took some convincing. Luckily yeah. the network was on board, but some of our other producers were like, not so sure about it. It was weird because the network was kind of like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But the other ones were like, I don't know. Can we see it in red? Irene and I was like, uh, Gina. Yeah. yeah. Gina, we were just yeah. sort of like, I was like, I get that. It, like you want it, tr- and I kind of figured they would go that way. But after seeing it, you just fall in love with it. I, I mean, it was just well. Such my a biggest, beautiful- my biggest um, pushback was the fact that I knew that a traditional red and white uh, Mister and Mrs. Claus in that blue car was not going to work. Yeah, we had this it was turquoise blue car. Visually that was gonna not going to work. Beautiful. And the and the and the way we sold them too, I think, was that we were like, look, the lead girl or um uh sorry, uh, Rita actually mm-hmm, wore mm-hmm. Belle, her name the character name was, could wear uh red the whole movie until she's Mrs. Claus and then she can be yeah. and you pointed out Pierre Noel. That was yes. the whole like yes. inspiration was the Pierre Noel, right? Yeah. Santa with the big yeah, so and all the animals the and in the Nordics. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. That's what we wanted, that whole Nordic feel. Yeah. And I just and like frozen. I'm like, look, there's a like yeah. movie that feels Christmassy in yeah. tone, right? Because it's got the snow and ice and it's blue. And that's I mean, we can make a blue Christmas. It's okay. Have a white Christmas. It's okay. Like I think, honestly, like I think I could be happy for the rest of my career and that be the only Mr. and Mrs. Claus that I ever do. Yeah. Because it was so special. Where are those costumes? Um, you have them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, gosh, they're, they're yours. I mean, they're stunning. yours. They're in No, that. but, I, but I'm like, I, we didn't give them to the actors or anything, huh? No. They're so special. No. Like, She's like, no. no. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm Who, shocked someone Rita didn't wear? take some. Uh, she did. There are pieces. Well, it's funny. If you look her up, uh, a couple of interviews of her, she's oh, wearing she's the wearing boots. wearing them? The boots. Oh, the boots the are boots fantastic. That I, Lace yeah. up white yeah. Boot, yeah. boots. Yeah. She I know we didn't them. really get, unfortunately, you guys, what happened with Santa Boot Camp, the only thing and probably one of the most stressful days of my career was um, the last day of Santa Boot Camp shooting. We were supposed to shoot the entire outside, oh, the yeah. whole end of the movie. They kiss, they make up. Santa and Mrs. Claus fly off like we were the whole end of the movie the party the big party the big payoff all of it with their gorgeous costumes yeah. you had created elf costumes for yeah, the yeah. all of the supporting all cast. of the other cast had a very uh, all unique builds really for cool that. unique mm-hmm. builds with these fantastic different mm-hmm. textured fabrics and tying in the blues oh my gosh velvety metallic like just beautiful mm-hmm. and we didn't get to show a lot of it because we were under a thunderstorm watch for the entire night. Yeah, we get 12 hours to shoot and 10 hours of that was under a thunderstorm watch. Mm-hmm. So we finally like created a soundstage inside the inside the hotel mm-hmm. next to the location. We kind of cleared a ballroom, set up some stuff and just started shooting some stuff. So we got some scenes done and I mean, when I say we got it like I got exactly what I needed. I didn't get what I wanted. Right. So I didn't get a great reveal on her dress. We just yeah. didn't have time for yeah. it. So I never, I don't think we saw much of the boot, unfortunately, the whole look. Yeah. There's a quick look when she like spins around or something and that's it. 
Yeah. And we never got to see the whole look again. You know, I get used to it, though. Oh, like it's, it's hard. So heartbreaking. I, it's hard. I mean, I've had movies in the past where, like, um, I did a movie um, years and years ago called uh, Woodlawn. That was a football movie. Oh, of course. With my friend Sean. Yes, yes. Sean Aston. And um, it was amazing. It was late 60s, early 70s. And I, <laughs> I built an entire prom scene oh. with 15 couples all in early 70s prom attire built a lot of it they were matching tuxedos with oh the prom goodness. the entire scene got cut no oh, the entire scene yeah yeah oh well and, and in Jesus revolution one of my favorite dresses oh my got cut <laughs> oh my gosh well let's get into Jesus yeah. revolution so it is holy week yeah and i know you um you are just madly in love with your lord and savior i am and I love yeah. your heart. Your heart is um, the way you talk to people and the way you um, use the Lord's light in your own life to like shine that on other people is absolutely beautiful. And uh, I know that Jesus Revolution was really a, a, an important, like you made a lot of big decisions going forward on that project. Yeah. And then with what you had to do, tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, I, I mean, we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, Jesus Revolution was one of those projects that I had heard about several years ago. And what's interesting is that it it was very much a part. I knew the story. I had known the story for a long time because it was a very um, strategic part of my life and my faith journey because my dad and my mom came to know the Lord as a um, as an effect from that, from the, that whole movement led it, my dad into coming to Christ. And so it has and had, you're a daddy's girl too, right? Oh my like gosh. you guys have. Yeah. And so he's led a lot I like of that. Him in your a lot. Life. <laughs> he's like my favorite. It's he's he's uh, there's there's just not a lot of men like my dad. Um, my husband, he is he's competed quite a bit for that place in my <laughs> oh. life. Um, oh, I bet that's tough. I, it's yeah, we've had our own journey. Um, and um, <laughs> 20, 22 years of marriage. Different episode. Yeah, different yes, episode. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so. Um, because it was a personal story to me, I really wanted to do it. So when I found out that it was going to be made into a movie, I was like, please, please, please. <laughs> and um, what's interesting is that it's it started, the conversation started right before COVID. Mm. And then it kind of got put on pause. <clears throat> and then we started... Um, another movie uh, called Unbreakable Boy that hasn't released yet. And then and then we went straight into American Underdog. Well, I was already on American Underdog and they and they restarted a, a Juice Revolution. And oh, I couldn't be, do it. And it so was somewhat, side by side. So it, so it got handed off to another designer and I was so bummed. But I had this moment and I've always had this moment with the Lord with where I am because, you know, backstory, I didn't sign up for this. This was not what I set out to do in my life. You're going to be a barrel racer. <laughs> No, no. Um, uh, I have a music degree, um, but, um, <laughs> which is funny because that's what your husband does. It is, um, but but I had I have always sort of remained in this posture of surrender of like, okay, God, you called me here, so I'm just going to open my hands, and if it's mine, it's mine. If it's not, it's not. But I really wanted to do Jesus Revolution because it was so personal. And I was like, it has to be mine, right? So it, but when we were on American Underdog and it got restarted and given to someone else, I was so bummed. I was like, oh God, it's not going to be mine. And I'd lived with so much um, in my heart about what I would do if it were mine and all that. Mm. And I had to let it go. And then um, it got shut down. 
Um, they had launched, uh, relaunched it, started prep, and it got shut down again. Wow. And so, um, so we were finishing up American Underdog. <clears throat> so then, fast forward. Um, to that fall after we did um, American Underdog, um, and I get a phone call, and they're like, hey, we're starting Jesus Revolution again. Do you want to do it? And it came back to you. Yes. (gasps) And I let it go, and it came back. Nice. And by that point, I was like, I am in a full force. So even before... I started ever getting paid to work on Jesus Revolution. I was already working on Jesus Revolution. Mm -hmm. So I had spent probably more time on uh, the design of Jesus Revolution than I have in any production of my entire career Um, because it was so personal. Uh, Even to the point of... um, I, my grandmother, my dad's mom, who was very, very influential in my life as a creative, um, she had built several suits for my dad. She was an incredible seamstress, was very um, much a part of teaching me how to sew. Yeah. And um, I have two pieces in the movie that she Mm -mm. made. Yeah, there is. Oh, cool. Yeah, there was this. So, my dad is uh, 6'4, and like back then, he was really scrawny. He's not anymore, but um, still very much a big man. But um, but there was this guy that walked in the door one day, and I saw him. He was one of our background, and I saw him across the room, and I was like, he can fit in the suit. And so, I (laughs) called him over. And so, and I didn't really, I wasn't really dressing any background because we had so many principal. And I was like, I need to put that suit on that guy. And it fit him perfectly. Really? So there is a scene in the movie where Charlene's character, uh, which uh, Kimberly Paisley's character, um, comes out of the second bar. It's the the buildup to the tragedy that happens to her. Um, She walks out of that bar and gets in her car and cranks it. And she's very sad. She's very tearful. On the wall behind her is that suit. Oh. And so my mom has seen it. My dad's seen it. A man my, wearing the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's the person in it. Let's just call him the suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it made it into the oh. scene. But, um, but yeah, so there was a lot of heart for yeah. me that went in, not just because I love my job and the creative side of my job, but also just telling that story because yeah. it was so influential in my life and my well, faith. So for the, the people world. that don't know the story yet, I mean, I highly recommend this movie. It is a beautiful movie. We've talked about it on here mm-hmm. a little bit because we had um, Bethany Joy Lenz was on and she oh, wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And she had this funny thing she said about she's allergic to Christian films in a lot of ways, but this one was, because this is a beautiful, <laughs> too, wonderful, wonderful movie. I know, but like, they're just getting better and better because yeah. they're becoming we're trying you know stories that are so based in 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 truth and in um and they're just beautiful and they're great like this the thing about a movie right is it has to be great storytelling so if you don't have really great storytelling and you don't have pr- fantastic performances and mm-hmm. wardrobe and production design and that a lot of that comes with budget you know so we're starting to see that that development more that mm-hmm. people are putting more money and more time and more mm-hmm. effort and um, and these stories are becoming kind of more rounded, well-rounded, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Do you, I think so. What do you yeah. think about, like, you've, you've kind of been in the progression of these yeah. movies. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, we're finally getting to a point where we are telling more uh, developed stories that mm-hmm. have more depth to them, um, that have more um, character development, because I think that, um, I think in the past, it seems like we're just trying to get a message across instead of actually telling a real life story, which yeah. is part of the reason I really like telling true stories because um, you can be a lot stranger more stranger than fiction in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's more to draw from when it's a real story. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that one of the things that I have always um, really been striving for is that one is, you know, when I knew that God was calling me into this, it was, I will bring excellence to what I do because I want it to be an act of worship to the Lord. Mm. So for me, it's, it is, this is what I'm laying down at God's feet. Mm. So I want to bring everything I've got. It is, it is yes, to tell the story in a really good way. Yes, to honor the people who have hired me in that position. Yes, to honor their vision. But also more than anything, it's like my 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 act of worship is this, yeah. um, is to bring the best of what I've got to tell the story, no matter what the budget is. And yeah. that's the hard part. We've I think we've talked uh, about we've, this before is you don't you don't really have the luxury of sitting in a in a theater across the country and telling everybody, hey, but we only had this much money to make that yeah, movie. Right. Yeah. Um when at the end of the day they don't know how much it costs. Well to and make something the like movie. this, like tell us about like Jesus Revolution and the budgetary limits. Um I mean even if you have a decent budget, yeah. you're talking about trying to source Period. Yeah. Clothing. Period clothing. Yeah. And you want it to be authentic. Oh, yeah. And if you want to double anything for yeah. a stunt double yeah, or yeah. for a rain scene yeah. or anything like that. I mean, you're dunking people in the ocean, baptizing yeah. them. Like, yeah. how do you where did you shoot those, by the way? You shot uh, those were in uh, in Southern California. In, uh, oh, so you did in a Pirate section Cove. of the, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, we were we we were in um, in Orange County for uh, like a a week and a half, two weeks. Okay, and they shot the rest in Mobile, mm-hmm. Alabama. Okay, yeah, Mobile, Alabama. Um, I forget with all the places you've been in the last few years. I forget where you were when you too. shot which one. <laughs> you do. Um, I'm all over the place. Um, yeah, honestly, sourcing is probably my favorite part because I'm. I blame my mom. Um, she loved antiquing when I was growing up, uh, and so. I have spent a lot of time in antique stores and vintage stores, and I love digging. This is something you do, right, Amanda? Is it, oh, what did you tell? What I'm do you a bargain hunter. Alabama bargain girl. hunting. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yes, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. She gas said lamp. I couldn't. She's like, you wouldn't have to do gas it. It's so good. Oh, and gas lamp too. Can I go? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, let's go. I don't oh know God. if you can handle the dig. You always say that. I don't understand why I can't I'll handle the you, dig. Fine. Yeah, I can handle the New York City subway, but I can't handle the dig of a bargain not sure. hunt. Amanda. I will take Try you, me. but I'm not sure. I, I don't but know see, how you're you do like a different. It. You do a different kind of dig than I do because you do like that bargain hunt place, and I, 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 I do. But I like I like antiquing too. I love yeah. treasure hunting in yeah. general. Oh, so I want to find an antique a real. Store, I would be dangerous. Vintage. Yeah, with but just see, like with like tchotchkes from my bookshelf. Not what motivates like, me is not clothing really. Hoarder. <laughs> I'm not. Good. Yeah, I'm very hoarder. You know that. What motivates me is I have champagne taste, but I yeah. don't want to pay champagne prices. Yeah. <laughs> and so I love going and finding the gold Prosecco. nugget in the recycling bin. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's that's the brute yeah. of yes. the champagne. And I, whereas I would get really frustrated in a position like what Anna does because she's constrained to this budget. It's not like, I found this amazing piece and it's a huge bargain and I did so good. Well, it's even if that's a huge bargain, I still can't get that one because I've got to get all these other ones. So Amanda, you know when you're sick and you're like trying to find what these symptoms mean and you stumble down a big old TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts? Yeah, um, let me just tell you, having just had the flu, there were many, many suggested remedies on uh, the old TikToks. Or like your group chat or whatever, right? Everybody like tries to tell you what you got, what's going wrong, what you should do. But you need to hear it from trusted professionals, not just random people on the internet. Yeah, that's why I'm very grateful for ZocDoc. 
They help you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care that you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed. They take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who's patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com WWB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash W-W-B. ZocDoc.com slash W-W-B. Thanks, ZocDoc, for sponsoring What Women Binge. So you know my sister-in-law, Sally, very yeah. well. So Sally um, loves to shop. Yeah. And when she was, when we were both a lot younger, we were like exactly the same age. And when we were both a lot younger, I was like, you know what you should do? You should be in wardrobe mm -hmm. because you like to shop, but you can't always afford the stuff mm -hmm. that you want. But if you use someone else's money to shop Yay. for someone else, you know, then you kind of get that. The thrill. Like, the thrill of like you shopping. Do. And like, so, and like, I know that, so here's the funny thing. You said you never are friends with actors. Do you know that the two first moms of my two first baby, the two godmoms of my two babies, Mason and Brady, are my first two costume designers really? from Clarissa and Sabrina. <laughs> so whenever I meet a costume designer, I'm like, you're going to be the the godmother of my next child. <laughs> like, it just seems to happen that way. But, um, so well, that's, that's funny. So it, actually yeah. the opposite. I like really connect with the costume and makeup and hair department. I see that. Well, it's funny because I think there, when, when you know that an actor appreciates what you do, you feel it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's an interesting well, thing. Well, and as an actor, yeah. that's who you're around a lot. And especially like in sitcom, you're around those people for years. Yeah. It is your it's high family. school. And, and your makeup and hair and wardrobe, you are with them for hours and hours every day and every week. And so that's who you kind of cling to. And it's funny because when I direct, I don't even know who makeup and hair and wardrobe. I mean, oh, I know yeah. wardrobe usually and the department has just from like just going through the stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't really have that with this one with Santa Boot Camp. It was like a nice yeah. like I think yeah. because of our friendship, too, yeah. we were able to really work together on that. Yeah. But normally I'm like, yeah, that's great. And like that's the relationship of like, no, can we okay, I'd like to do this or can we, yeah. you know, but like that's it. Like maybe a color palette or something. But I don't really spend a lot of time so it's so weird when I direct I'm like I don't really know makeup and hair on this one like yeah. who do I ask for that she's got an eyelash on her cheek like how do we <laughs> who's makeup again you know but when I'm on my movie like if I'm working that's all I know is makeup and hair and wardrobe yeah because it, it's how you're gonna look on camera well and it's who I'm with it's like face to face I mean those people are like touching my eyeballs or you know seeing me naked putting my bra on there's a lot know. of trust involved in that yeah. on both sides yeah I've had more spanks yanked up my crack from wardrobe designers you're welcome than, yes thank you <laughs> you're welcome I think I've been knocked over before. I think someone tried to pull my skirt down once. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Was, was, I have reached up so many Joey. skirts. <laughs> yeah, and tried to pull down, like, the underlayer of my Spanx or something, and I went flying backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you the thing is— there's nothing. There's nothing glamorous about it, oh, really. Oh, gosh, no. It's not sexy at all. <laughs> no, no. It's so funny. No. It's kind of like kissing your co-star. It's like, uh, do I have to? All right. <laughs> what did you have for lunch? <laughs> yeah. Did you eat the tuna? How much coffee have you had today? <laughs> yeah. Do you smoke? All right. Here Here's a piece of gum. <laughs> yeah. Um, but wait, we have to ask you some questions that we ask all our guests. Um, I sent them to you ahead of time because people seem to be stumped. So okay. I hope you're ready. No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, no pressure. I think I am. No pressure. Some of them, some of them I got stumped on. Just <laughs> Well, they're tricky this this time around. So this is our, we're actually in season oh, six now. Oh, actually. But we, um, we're in season six, but we are still using our season five questions because we didn't have very many guests. We're kind of like... Keeping the guests down. Oh, yeah, they're in my phone. I'm like, they're not even in my book this I time. I know. <laughs> and I pulled out my notebook, and I was like, wait, they're not in there. Pull those up. So with Easter coming up this weekend, do y'all have any fun family Easter traditions? Oh, gosh. 
Our life is so crazy. We have a hard time with traditions. I will say we, we don't for Easter. We really only have a- egg well, hunting. And you guys have a unique family situation that both of you as parents are traveling a lot. Yes. If you don't know Anna, you definitely know her husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about Jeremy. <laughs> Um, he is in a Christian band called Big Daddy Weave, mm-hmm. and we have been married for almost 22 years. We met Amazing. in music school. Yeah. You guys are all like, my friends here, there's so many that are like, um, hi, like high school sweethearts. Yeah. Like yeah. hooked up for life. It's an Alabama thing too. I think in some ways yeah. I, I felt the pressure from that, um, that I, I mean, cause I was, I was, I had just turned 23 when we got married. We met in college, but, um, and I used to think back then, gosh, that was so young, you know, but now I'm so grateful. I mean, I'll be 45 in July and I'm like, man, I grew up with him Mm -hmm. and, um, the depth of our relationship and our life together is just to me, it's pretty invincible. Mm. Um, I am incredibly grateful for the journey that we've had. And I don't think that there is a better partner for me than him. Um, and vice versa. I think that he is my biggest cheerleader and I'm his biggest cheerleader. Yeah. I'm his biggest fan. He's my biggest fan. Yeah. And I think um, when you can see the calling on your spouse's life and support that b- both ways, because we 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 both live very crazy. My mom's always like, I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, God has given us the grace for what he's called us to. Yeah. He called us and he equipped us and and he's given us the grace. And we have three children together. Mm-hmm. And they're Beautiful children. incredibly adaptable yeah. and, I mean, so smart as whips. And the little one is like, Addie's so like, my, she's like, she hugs me and snuggles oh, with me. She's so cute. Hilarious. She's my surprise egg, you know. So she, <laughs> she, uh, well, the crazy thing is when I was doing War Room, um, the Lord started giving me dreams that we were going to have another baby. Wow. And which was <laughs> nuts, which was nuts because at that time I was 36 years old and I was like, okay, any day now. Okay, I'm open to this. And I had to get Jeremy to sort of get open to the idea. Well, fast forward, I'm about to turn 40 and I'm still not with another baby. And I'm like, okay, did I miss this somehow? Was it like a spiritual birth? Not a real life mm-hmm. human, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not like, a real life human. <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm a really disappointed God. Um, so I, I turned 40 and I found out I was pregnant two weeks later. And so she, we joke all the time that it's like a fine wine, like that egg, like marinated for a very, very long time. Oh, that's funny. And she got all the goods. Yeah. Like she's just the best. She's so funny. She's edible. Uh, she is. The older two are always like, yeah, she's just kind of the greatest. Like she's, she's <laughs> well, so nice funny. that's they think that. Like all my boys are kind of like, oh, get away from me. Tucker. <laughs> when are you guys going to be friends? Like I want you guys to be friends. Well, Addie is just endlessly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. She talks like a tiny adult because yeah. she's surrounded by her her older siblings who are also like adults yeah and you and jeremy who just talk to her as if she's on the same level yeah and but she just she's sassy and adventurous well and i love that like all of our kids like um within our friend group a lot of them go to school together but Mm -hmm. even if they don't or they don't really know each other from school they we do our tiny house camping now so we have this new tradition of, ti- of ha- camping in tiny houses right before <laughs> school starts, which is just so fun. With and all glamping. of the people. All of the people and all of the kids and some are running in the water and coming out with leeches. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and some are making s'mores and some are escaping when it rains and yeah. some are playing video games and some are getting in trouble somewhere, running away. But I, I love that so they all fun. just like play and they play hard. Yeah, they do. All right. Here are your questions. Okay. 
Is there a robot? Is there a robot? Is there a reboot that you liked better than the original? Um, see, I don't watch a lot of like television shows. Yeah. What's funny is, do you remember you were like when you met Arabelle, you were like, "Oh, she should watch Clarissa," and I was like, "What's Clarissa?" <laughs> I was like, wow. I know, I know. I didn't, but the funny well, thing. especially because a lot of um, fashion designers, like, I know. they know Clarissa as a as yeah. an inspiration, but a lot of them, like, a lot of people will come up to me and be like, I got into fashion because of Clarissa. Yeah, so yeah. It's kinda... Well, it's crazy. I think I went through a, one of those weird periods of my life where we didn't have a TV because my dad was one of those weirdos that was like, for a little while, was like, you know, yeah, he, he, no TV. And so I think I missed a large chunk because... Well, and it was on cable, I yeah. would say. And in that time, not everyone had cable. Yeah. And not, you know, if you were a little too old, you might not want to watch Nickelodeon because it was kind of a kids' network yeah. and that kind of well, thing. So, and I didn't even, I think I miss Sabrina, too. Probably because we're of very much. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of women in my Bible yeah. study go, I wasn't allowed to watch your show. Well, I mean, we're almost the same age, so I don't know if it was that I was just too old for it by that point. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because the funny thing is I've had this conversation. Unless you were drinking in college. Apparently it was Maybe. a big, at the time it was a big drinking game to play on Friday because it was Friday nights. Yeah. And a lot of college kids, when the cat would talk, they would drink. And apparently that was a thing. What? That's yeah. That's hysterical. So I've if never the cat had before. a heavy episode, people were wasted. <laughs> cat heavy episode. I did watch it when Iribel wanted to watch it, and that was it's it's weird. That yeah. cat's weird. It, it, <laughs> it, it got better over the year. When we got a bigger budget, the cat got better. So if you watch the seasons yeah. in order, you'll you'll definitely notice that. Um, but. But as far as reboot, I didn't. Uh, there wasn't one. Um, but you're friends with Candace. I am Beret, good so. friends with Candace. Which did you funny, watch Fuller House? I, I no? Think, okay, that's fine. I think it was the same time in my life. I yeah. missed both of you. It's the same, yeah. It was so in some weird way, it was like I've sort of gotten to know you those characters. You missed the 90s. <laughs> which is weird. I mean, as far as pop culture stuff goes. I think I was barrel racing horses when you yeah. guys were on TV. Nursing concussions. Yeah. It makes it Building easier for the friendships <laughs> to be authentic, though. It's yeah. true. It's true. So, so, so I will say that um, if, it's not a reboot, but it's a remake. Yeah. Um, of Pride and Prejudice. Like, yes. Oh, I actually, I loved, I, so I I kind of love everything. The Kira Knightley one, right? Uh, yes. Oh. So I kind of love everything BBC. But the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice was beautiful. Yeah. It's so uh, The good. music, the costume. The hand. I don't know oh, that I can get past Emma Thompson's, though, with Kate, um, Kate, Kate, Kate from Titanic. Winslet. That, that's the one. I don't know that I can oh. improve on that Pride and Prejudice. But not wait, Kate Winslet. Is that the BBC one? No, no. that's the original. No. no, maybe not the original. I think there's been a few. Wait, look Kate Winslet. No, you're thinking Pride of um, Emma. Oh, Emma. You're Emma. Yeah, Emma. But there, she did do. Didn't Emma Thompson also do a Pride and Prejudice? No. Oh wait, no, that was Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, Emma Thompson. <laughs> yes, you're was right. You're right. Sensibility. Yes. And what's funny is I actually <laughs> I did love. a course in college on Jane Austen. Oh, <laughs> so I should know that. I w- Emma Thompson is like my all-time like legend. I would love to meet her oh, yeah. the guy who played mr darcy is now in su- succession oh really oh yeah and he's like oh the worst and i'm like oh. i used to love you oh, it was a pride and prejudice on bbc with colin now Firth. i can't yeah, love yeah. him anymore love that him one too. was 1995 yeah. and then the kira knightley one was 2005 yes yeah. the costume and then, oh then there, there was so pride and prejudice and zombies oh that's stupid. Like no that? no <laughs> no i haven't seen it i feel like I that should. sounds like really dumb yeah <laughs> All right. Is there a cover of a song that you think is just blasphemy? So Jeremy and I were talking about this when you sent me those questions. <laughs> we both thought of this. So we we kind of both really love Sting, uh-huh. The Police, 
And um, there was this this award thing that they did for Sting recently, and they had all these people come up and do songs. Y'all should watch it. There was this one of every move you make. Oh, no. It was horrible. No. And Sting is sitting there the whole time going, oh. like, and it's a tribute to him. And he's oh. just like, it was painful. <laughs> and it was oh, so no. sad. It was really, really bad. Oh, so I'd say that's probably. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, I like that you had an answer because a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, you can't say your kids are your husband. But what are you most proud of? I can't say my kids are no, because nope. that's just given. That's we know everybody's. You are. We know you are. Um, what am I most proud of? Is it like? Oh man, your relationship with your father, your relationship with the Lord. It could be like honestly. I your think career. I think could be how tall you got. I don't know. <laughs> I achieved the full height of six yes, feet. You did. Um, genetic I'm jealous. Excellent. I've talked about this many times. I think about how I thought I thought I, went, I thought about heightening I just my. Snorted. That's how. <laughs> I thought about like lengthening my legs and what that would do for me, and Can I you found it would only be like yeah, but you have to break each leg, and it takes six no, months each leg, and you get like no, two you inches. get like two inches. I was like, when not I found out it. it was two inches, I like you can not just worth pe- it. be tiny and cute. I'll just wear heels. Just stay there. Yeah. Um. I. I. I think. You know. You know, I'm going to go deep, so I'm going to go deep real fast. So several years ago, Iribel, being the girl she is, says to me one day, she says, Mommy, she goes, how old will you be when I'm 70? And I did the math, and I was like, "Um, I'll be 102. And she goes, oh, so you'll be dead. And I went... Uh, no. Newsflash, the human life expectancy is going up. Well, and I said to her, I was like, you know what? God and I just had a conversation about it. I've decided I'm going to live till I'm 105. And she goes, why would you want to live till you're 105, mommy? And she laughs. And I I had this just Holy Spirit moment. And I went, because I haven't met that woman yet. And I'm pretty sure she's going to be amazing. Because everything that I've walked through... I've become more on the other side than I was before. Mm. So every valley that I go through, it it opens up more of who I am. Every mountain that I've climbed, I've seen more of who God is, and I've seen more of who I am. Right before I went into doing, I can only imagine, um, the Lord says to me, he says, Anna, there's a depth to me that you do not know. And there's a depth to you that you do not know because you were made in my image. If you are willing to go to the depths of who I am, I will unlock the depths of who you are, but it's not the other way around. Mm. You don't find you before you find me. It's that verse in the Bible, seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added unto you. The thing is, is this, is that I realize that this journey that God has had me on is discovering more of who he is. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, I actually see myself. And I cannot imagine if I stay on that path of, of just striving to be more of the person that God is molding me to be, the wisdom that God is going to pour into the woman that I'm going to be when I'm 105. And then from there to your children and yeah, grandchildren. Yeah, so I think it's the wisdom of the age. Like, I am grateful to age. I don't want it to happen on my face so much. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> thank There's you for, for, for that. for that. But, but, the, but the heart. Yeah. The molding of character and heart, it's not been because of the easy things. So that's a much better answer than when I, when I my know. kids ask how long I'm going to live, I'm going to say 103 because when I was little, I don't know if, you're, if you guys had this in Alabama, but they'd roll that video player into the auditorium 
And Jiminy Cricket would do this little thing. I'm going to live to be 103 because I'm no fool. <laughs> and it would be about wearing your seatbelt and putting on a helmet and like all these things that you do. Don't smoke and eat well and work out and like all these things that make you get to 103. And so I've always been like, I'm going to make it to goal. 103. 103. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket said it. So it's not <laughs> as deep really as yours. Funny. I do like Jiminy Cricket, but um, God's better. Um, <laughs> God's better than Jiminy Cricket. He is your conscience, right? He's, the, he's your conscience. He's your yeah, conscience. Yeah, yeah. Let your so conscience take you down. Yeah. the Holy Spirit. The version of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. There you yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> That's what, actually, it's funny because in Sunday school the other day, we were talking about the Holy Spirit, and I said something about Holy Spirit. Mark chimes in with, I mean, as opposed to Jiminy Cricket, who's just your conscience. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I like Jiminy Cricket. Don't bash on him. He's cute. His little tuxedo. <laughs> I went to Jiminy you know, Cricket for hat. Halloween once. Brady did his first Halloween, or second Halloween. He had this cute little costume where his little face stuck out in the hat. Oh. So like Jiminy Cricket's, I think, face was below, and then the hat was above. It was so, it was so stinking adorable. You would have loved it. <laughs> I, I found it on would've. eBay. Um, if you could time travel, where and when would you go? Mm. It's hard because I, I, my favorite era of time for it's going to be because of the clothes. Yeah. Not really I've because always, of the yeah. Always. Is the 1940s, 30s and 40s. Um I think because um I really love so I spent most of my career in the music industry styling men and I love men's tailoring and women's clothing in the 40s was very tailored. Mm -hmm. They had the hat, they had the tailored jackets and the nice skirt lace. So beautiful. Yeah, that really nipped in waist. And I, I think it was very, I love masculine clothes for me. Like I tend to, I think everything I'm wearing is men's. <laughs> Um, it's terrible, but I I tend to gravitate That's towards. More. But you are so hyper feminine in just the way that you're built mm -hmm. that that works for you. Yeah. If I put on all men's clothes, you'd be like, you're wearing men's clothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we making a statement? Yeah. Or are we? What's going on? Oh. I would just look like a weird What's little boy. What's funny is when when we were shooting uh, Jesus Revolution, I had to go to the Grammys for the weekend for one of my country artists, and um, while I was shopping for Jesus Revolution, I found a, a tuxedo from the 1970s, and I had my tailor alter it to fit me. It was Ooh. amazing. Yeah, so it was a men's tuxedo. It had the giant white. It was paisley yes. satin. Wow. But anyway, oh that's um, cool. We so yeah, so the tailoring that. from the 1940s, and it would be I have. A 1940s men's tuxedo jacket with tails that oh, I wear. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's I love it. One. I love it. I love it. So that's probably what where I would go. All right. What is the best part of your job? Um, I think telling stories. I think being able to sort of create a world where you get lost in a story. Yeah. Um, you're not. I, I don't. I don't want the clothes to be the story. Mm. I want the story to be told. Um, and so a lot of times, like, it's my goal to tell the story without words. Yeah. But still be telling a really amazing, deep story. So mm. I think the storytelling is probably my favorite. And, uh, you know, the difference between being a stylist and being a costume designer is that as a stylist, you tend to be on an island by yourself. Mm. There's a lot of pressure you know, for a five-minute red carpet, yeah, real lots quick, of do pressure, different yeah. and fantastic, but classy, and yeah, cool, it's kind and, of exhausting, you know, honestly, trendy and ahead of trend, and yeah, it's, it's hard, but not too ahead of trend, yeah. <laughs> but with a costume, as a costume designer, um, you you have a team. I have a team of people that we get to tell a story together. So there's a process of getting in depth into something yeah. as a team the research. I really, and yeah, I love it. And we build like on Jesus Revolution, we actually built. 
um, a lot of pieces from vintage textiles. Actually, Ooh, yeah. like I would go and buy uh, vintage sheets oh, and yeah, build a dress out of yeah. a vintage sheet because it had life in it. It yeah. had character already built in because it was worn out. That was one of my most favorite things about the movie is mm. none of the costuming felt distracting. No. Yeah. They're, like we've talked about Daisy Jones. Yeah. Or, yeah. Daisy Jones and the Six and yeah. how some of because it was the same era. Yeah how some of the costuming just felt like a costume, yeah. like something they went and put on from a costume store, like everything you'd expect from the 70s. Mm-hmm. But what they were wearing in Jesus Revolution, to me at least, it felt so natural and not distracting. And I know some of it may have been, you know, stuff that you made or, yeah, you know, a lot of it. more yeah. modern things, but it just looked, everything belonged. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the thing is like you want, you want the character to be able to wear the clothes, not the clothes be wearing yeah, the character. Yeah. So it's like you you want them to feel like one of the things that I loved so much about um, costuming um, Jesus Revolution was Kimberly Paisley. I mm. love that woman so much. Are you such she, a great cast? I mean, you had Kelsey Oh my Grammer. gosh, she was so amazing. I mean, have, they were all so wonderful. Yeah. Like there is not one person on that cast that I could say anything ever authentically bad about yeah. because not that I would, but they're just beautiful people. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer's. I love him. I love him. Everyone, uh, Joel Courtney, oh my gosh, that boy is so sweet. But Kimberly Paisley came in. Well, I actually went to her house and did a fitting with her here in Nashville because I built a lot of her Mm. costumes. And when she put it on, I have never seen someone become a character so fast. Mm. And it felt very like, uh, rewarding yeah. to go, oh, I did my job well. Well, and as an actor, she... it's so hard because a lot of time we audition and we have to imagine what the director wants, what they're thinking. Is this funny enough? Is this dramatic enough? Should I cry? Should I not cry? Should I, you know, all these things you have to do in an audition. And you're not surrounded by anything except you're wearing what you would oh, imagine the yeah. character would wear and you're on a backdrop that's probably white, you know, and you're mm-hmm. mainly self-taping these days. Or you're in a room and a bunch of people are staring at you and you're pretending that this woman reading with you is your the love of your life or something. <laughs> right. So, right. So I had to explain to Mark. Mark had to go on audition once and he had to be reading with a woman. He was supposed to be like seducing a woman. And I said, just so you know, the person reading with you might be a man. Yeah. And he went in and he went, yep, it was a man. <laughs> that was very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so he never auditioned again. But, um, but I was like, you know, but when you walk on a set... And the sets are built and you walk into that space and you put on the clothes. And I always say it's like auditioning is just such another art because when you walk on a set and it's and, it, and you're, you're in it and you're and the other actors are playing it with you and and it's not it just comes to life. Yeah. And all of a sudden it doesn't feel like you're just faking something. You're yeah. like in it. So wardrobe is yeah. so important. Yeah. Kimberly, she like literally put on this dress and it was the it was the it's the there's this really beautiful uh, Robin's egg blue dress that I built for her. That's um. You remember it's like Paisley. Um, she, Paisley, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, she puts this dress on and tur- she has the wig on and it was just a camera test. And she turns around and was a different person. Wow. I was like, wow, that's, it was fun to see because yeah. um, she just, she just felt it. Yeah. And, I, and I felt very uh, rewarded in that moment because I was like, oh man, like I was part of this with her. Yeah. Where it was like I was helping her yeah. be the character that she felt she was supposed to be. That's great. So I think that that that's probably my favorite part is is just being able to do something together uh, and build a story together that you get lost in. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the hope. You get lost in it yeah. and you're not distracted by the clothing. You know, that's not, yeah. it's not about my costumes, honestly. 
And it I think be, that's, it should be part of the storytelling. It sh- it, yeah, it's about it the story. It should inform it, and right? Yeah. And like, and you can put fun little Easter eggs mm-hmm. in, as we say. Like, yeah. you can put fun little things or palette, build a palette around something, someone. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it should just complement or add yeah. to the... Yeah. It's the sprinkles on top of the it ice is. cream. Um, if you weren't doing what you're doing today, what would you be doing? Oh, this was a hard one for me. What did you I, want to be when you grew up? Oh, gosh. I, d- I don't... I, you know, I set out to be... I have a vocal performance degree. <laughs> so I thought I was going to be a singer. Really? Yeah. And... Um, you sing in the shower? You sing to your You kids? know, I still sing in the studio with my husband. You do? Yeah. I do a lot of background vocals on Jeremy's albums. You yeah. do? Yeah. So, but... but um, there was a really big part of my life that I felt because for my marriage, for our relationship, I um, had to go through uh, laying down mm. those things. And so I really, sur- it was being a costume designer came out of a place of surrender. Mm. Um, I was like, I will do whatever you want me to do. So I didn't really have dreams beyond being a singer. And then when that um, was laid down, it was like open, wide open to whatever God had for me. And then I realized that like he had been building it all along because I'd been building costumes my whole life. I'd been sewing my whole life. Yeah. I'd b- built my prom dress, my sister's prom dress. Wow. Like it was, I started a clothing line. There were all these Oh, you're things. like pretty in pink. It was weirdly, yeah. <laughs> um, without the red hair, curls. Um, but um, but I, I was thinking Have you ever about- sat on a, no wait, is that pretty in pink? 16 Candles. I was going to say, have you ever sat on a table and eaten a cake? Never mind. Different movie. Different movie. <laughs> Same actor, different movie. You're getting your wires crossed. Yeah, always. Um, I, I, I think if there were something way outside of what my dreams were and now my new dream, which is what I'm living, um, I think I might would have wanted to be like a writer or, or a poet. Oh. Like I really love writing and I love writing even just the things that God is that something Arabelle me? likes? Because I feel yes, like she's an incredible yeah. songwriter. Actually, she's yeah. so she's so talented. Oh my gosh! And I'm I can see her being like a Daisy Jones. Yes, I don't know what is Daisy. Jones? It's a book that became a TV show that's on Amazon right now that we're this, kind of obsessed my, with. Yeah, I'm this is sorry. a problem. You don't know. Like, I don't know television. If it's pop not culture, on the BBC, I did not. It's watch fine. It. Um, if I didn't make it, I'm not watching it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, let's. I so now we're gonna we're gonna look at you. We've never done this with Anna before. This is weird to do with our friends. We're gonna look at your, your email. How many? Phone? Oh, how no. many emails? This is the worst. I think she is Team Amanda here. <sighs> I it's think she probably is. I think she's Team Amanda. Wait, I'm embarrassed because I'm at 103. I just cannot get ahead of it this week. Well, you want to know how many are unread? How many unread? Just tell us the little red dot. What's your red dot? You mean the little red? Yeah. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Okay. Um, I, I need my glasses on. It's um, 53,966. <gasps> oh. oh, I knew it. <laughs> She's my people. Oh, the OCD in me is just doing oh, I feel Jeremy, so Jeremy too. Oh, right what is yours at right now? 20,324. Nice. nice. Good job. Yeah. You are not improving. I'm just saying. I'm just going to say. I pick on you every I, week. and You you know. There are other improvements in my life. I know. I just don't delete. This is Jeremy. Jeremy's always like, "Why don't you just delete it?" I'm like, "Ah, I just move on." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't, I don't need to." But I I think it's that red. They're going to run out of storage. Really? No, I don't know. There are starts over. The red dots on my page. Like I I have to check the weather channel because 
Like right now, the Weather Channel has a dot, and I'm just gonna open it because I can't handle the dot. Like it's warning oh. me. You know, you know what? No, I use if my you reminders. Just start ignoring it, you but won't see, like, see my them reminders anymore. Almost every single one has a dot. Because <laughs> I have 13 <laughs> texts, and it's driving me crazy. Like I have to go check my texts, and which I have to be real. Have one, I know, right? I oh, thought those red dots were supposed oh to be there. Oh my gosh, yeah. what's wrong with you guys? That's yeah. like making look, me. Look, there's 53 on my shopping app. Oh, wait, look oh. at that cutie booty. Oh, there's the little one. Oh, um, no. So we, she has to do with this or that. I totally skipped it, didn't I? Yeah, here we and go. And then we're going to ask you a secret to put in our jar for our secrets episode coming up. This or that. Okay. Original or reboot? Uh, original. <laughs> she Musical theater or concert? Concert. Action or adventure? Adventure. <laughs> Super Bowl or World Series? World Series. Why does this feel like the end of Family Feud? <laughs> <laughs> Carbs or sugar? Aren't those the same thing? No. Well, I mean, I mean one yeah, turns into the other, but if you had to choose between like bread, M and M's, or bread, yeah, bread. bread. <laughs> <laughs> Aisle or window? Window. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, because you only want to sleep. We're very similar people. Yeah, we are. That's why we. Yeah, it works. I like you, this works. You have yeah. a type. <laughs> well, we're gonna ask you to leave a secret, but thank you so much for yeah, being this here. Fun. I feel like we need to do a whole other episode about all your other movies and and yeah. and, and just bring our other friends in and just have oh a little Wellies day here. That would be fun. Can we do a Wellies a Wellness Wednesday here at What Women Binge? It's a lot of W's, guys. I don't know if the world w's. is ready. ready for I know. A Wellness Wednesday. I don't. Yeah. Would. <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for it. <laughs> We're a lot. Yeah. We are a lot. And we, we kind of talk over each other. And I mean, not that we don't in here. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Anna. And uh, guys, Happy go check Easter. out. Check out. Oh, wait, what's your next movie? Tell us real quick what, what we can expect next. Well, out. I'm actually doing another movie with the Kendrick Brothers, which is War Room and Overcomer. And um, so we're doing one this summer. What's the one you just finished in Birmingham? Oh, that one I just finished. Oh, yeah, that one is um, called The Shift, and it is it was really fun because it was sci-fi. Um, it's with Angel Studios. It's uh, the same people who do The Chosen. Oh. And um, it was very cool to live in this sort of broken, dystopian world for oh. a whole movie. That was really fun. Very cool. You were gone for a long time. We missed yeah, you, but you're back, and everybody should go check out Jesus Revolution yeah. and then wait for The Shift to come out later this year. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for being here. Thank you. 